back quarterback number 19 Bernie Bernie oh yeah how oh, you can throw yeah 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 Bernie Bernie oh baby Super Bowl Alright everybody, welcome to the 16th episode of Season 2 of 6Bs and a B here on AquabearLegion.com. I am your host, Brian Costco. With me this week to discuss all things Cleveland Browns and some other stuff, Ian Wolf, Bro. Chris Poland. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Browns lose. 38-31 to the Chicago Bears. And unlike previous weeks, I was cold and watching it in person. How was that? It was cold. And <laughs> watching it in person. Cold and sad, yeah. but fun. Well, that's but really all that counts. One of those things like, is not like the others. Well, I feel like the fun isn't necessarily like, it's not like the Browns did that. You know, it was more the the camaraderie and the, you know, excitement of kind of just, like, going there. But, like, everything there, none of that made it fun. Mm. I see. You know? I mean, like, when Gordon caught the touchdown, that was pretty awesome. That was coming at us. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's always fun to go to a game. But, like, yeah. Anyway, you know. And normally, and that's actually, yeah, that's just how I feel about it. I was going to transition into a recap of this week, and I thought that that was a good way to do it. Because it's just like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, it's not that it doesn't matter anymore in, like, a depressing way, but, like, I started typing out, like, the recap stuff for this week, and it's, like, the same shit we talk about every week, and it just doesn't matter, you know. Did it ever matter? Right. Maybe the first time we recognized it, but it's been, what, you know, they lost however many in a row and eight of their last nine, and these guys suck. They do suck. So same old shit was the headline for uh, the (laughs) recap of this game. No running game. Edwin Baker. Well, that guy, he scored a touchdown. I missed that. I was looking. We went inside, and I missed his touchdown. Edwin Baker was Um, his name? Edwin Baker. I was thinking Blake Edwards this whole time, and now I realize that's the Blake Edwards is some sort of combination between Blake Griffin and Luke Edwards that you've created. And he also directed uh, The Pink Panther, I believe. There you have it. Uh Six B's and a P shout out. Blake Edwards, we'd love to have you on the show. Yep. Um, I think he's dead. (laughs) Well, then we'd really love to have him on the show, because that would be national news. That would be something. We would increase our listenership from four to five. Interesting. I like this one-by-one technique. Dead um, guests don't have sass mouth. That's true. No sass mouth there. <laughs> that's true. No. Do we have, have we had guests that have had sass mouth? Well, you every week. Um, oh! I'm not, a, I'm not a guest. No, you're not. You're a co-host Permanent with a guest. sassy mouth. You're honestly very similar to Bernie Kosar is that you're just here, but you're not as offensive as he is. <laughs> Personally, That's, well, no, you kind of are actually. <laughs> Sometimes this, take umbrage, and take umbrage. Umbrage has been taken, sirs. <laughs> I like that we've already stopped talking about the game. That was the goal. 
Now, um, let's, let's get back around to Blake Edwards running for a touchdown. Okay, so yeah, Blake Edwards <laughs> ran for a touchdown, and I think 30 yards on eight carries or something. Stash, check that out. 38 yards. Yeah, that's depressing. Like, that's exciting. I actually saw that written as, like, a point of, like, hey, this is interesting. It's like, no, it's not. You get 38 yards. Anyway, um, no passing threat outside of Josh Gordon. I didn't think anybody. I mean, that was a down game for Gordon. You were at the game, Chris. I don't know if – I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, I more meant that, like, I felt like they kind of neutralized Gordon, and that really brought – I mean, he still had like seventy some yards, but and a mm-hmm. touchdown. But I think that brought to surface that there really wasn't much else to be worried about if you were in well, defense. Yeah, that's a fair point. There's like Cameron wasn't doing anything. Greg Little is uh, just not very good at football. Same with Devon Bess. Yeah. But Chris, I was wondering if you noticed the same thing I did watching the game that Josh Gordon just every time they cut to him, he just looked like he was not into it at all. Yeah. Like, he was just kind of walking around, like, not congratulating his teammates. Even Interesting. After, like, see, I couldn't see that from where I was at. Yeah, even after the touchdown, he just kind of turned around and walked back to the sideline. I mean, obviously they were down, but it just, I don't know, he just didn't seem to have any sort of fire to him, or maybe he was just frustrated from whatever it was the Bears were doing to him. Yeah, I yeah. think he was feeling what every Browns fan feels. That's true. Yeah, except it's even plays for them. Yeah. He was in a car accident. I mean, uh, in a way, you know, before. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was thinking about That's his true. own mortality the whole time. Crazy stuff. Ooh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or his insurance rates. Probably more that. Oh. Should have called the general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, dumb penalties, inconsistent defense, same stuff that's been happening the last few games. Gibson yeah. looked great. Yeah, the, uh, uh, I was late getting to the game. Uh, Randy and I went to Cadillac Jacks in Fairborn, Ohio, and joined... Uh, oh, what's, Cadillac, what's Cadillac Jacks? What is Cadillac Jacks? It's a sports bar. Uh, is that... Let me ask you this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that a bar where you play sports? No. No, okay. What's a you sports watch bar? sports, yeah. Oh, that should that be... That doesn't a, sound fun. That should be a watch bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're specifically watching <laughs> sports. There's plenty of other things to watch in other bars. That's true. The sports aren't but, on like 24 hours a day. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Doug and Vicky were there when we got there, and and Doug is a Vikings fan, so he was watching a different game. Vicky is a Bears fan, so she was invested. And we sat down, and I looked up at the TV, and the first thing I saw of that game was Gibson's interception in the end zone. Uh, and was thrilled. Yeah, and that was awesome. As usual, it just kind of went downhill from there. I have a question, Chris. No. Okay. I don't I, know Doug and Vicky. Okay. All, but has anybody taken the opportunity <laughs> to make the portmanteau either Dougie, Ducky, or Dicky? Uh, now they have. Yep. Henceforth, Dicky. Ducky. Yep. Like duh and key. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. All right, picking up what I'm putting down. Um, well, that's <laughs> that's was good to know because I couldn't see all of that from where I was sitting. You know, talk about our visitor. Hopefully, Sherry will stop by. I was yelling loud enough so she'd hear. Did you? Hear? Um, and we'll talk about the game. Brian Weeby couldn't make it on. He was at the game. So it was Michelle. 
So now, now my recap of being at the game consists of me telling you guys what it was like <laughs> at the game with no one else. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. I wanted to bring up too, and it might have just been the angle that I was at because we were in the upper part of the dog pound, and uh, that was the worst onside kick I thought I had ever seen. Yeah, it was so bad. It's like they watched. Uh, it the went Patriots. like this. <laughs> It's, they watched what the Patriots did and said, let's do that, but kick it a lot harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. They looked terrible. So that was a, that was worth mentioning. Um, Campbell looked rusty, no good. And then the last thing I have here is who cares anymore? Can we really keep analyzing Liz? Equals they suck in all capital letters. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. I mean, how many different we'll ways talk about being at the game and some interesting... Well, we've worked, I think, 16. I mean, I guess there was a few wins in there. We've had a lot of episodes. Not even including last season. We always seem to find new ways. So I thought that'd be a good transition, actually. To be depressed for the Browns to lose games and for us to be sad. Um, I thought this would be a good transition, actually, into a new segment on 6Bs and a P. What? Yeah, that's right. What a reaction. Um, it comes to us from a former guest of ours. Who could it Dave be? Dave Obenauer. Yeah. It's Dave Obenauer. He's a Steelers Sorry. fan and a Bengals Dave fan. Yeah, he's a Bengals and Steelers fan, possibly a Ravens fan. I'd say probably a Ravens fan. I don't know. No, no. Probably. We'll say he, probably. He, he what do you clear, say, Chris? Let, let me defend him. He clearly said he's a Browns fan at heart. He grew up loving the Browns, but being close he did. to... and actually... <clears throat> but being close to Cincinnati, uh, he said he will cheer for the Bengals kind of as a backup when the Brown season has tanked, which yeah. happened long ago, it seems. True. Um, Dave, Dave is you know a really positive guy. Would you say that's a good a good description of Dave? I would say that is a bullseye. <laughs> and right Dave, Dave's been on the shore and he's talked about like having complete opposite reactions to Brown's games as we have you know whereas we see the hope and despair and hope for better days Dave is already feeling good about the future and he's decided to start a new segment titled Silver Linings Playbook by Dave Obenauer here on Six B's and a P and we're excited to bring you the first installment of that. And I figured, what better way to say for his first ever installment of positivity than, you know, us talking for ten minutes beforehand about how we've given up hope. Yep. Yep. All right. Dave Obenauer, Silver Linings Playbook, 6Ps and a P. Hey, 6Ps, 1P Nation. This is Dave with the first ever Silver Linings Playbook, a segment where I come to you and try to look for some of the good in the Sunday that we've just made it through. Um, I've argued we've been doing a lot more than just making it through these last few Sundays. Been very entertaining games. Uh, Games that have made us hope. uh, Games that have made us cheer and cuss. And probably most importantly, games that have kept us watching through four quarters of football. Something that got kind of hard with some of those Whedon starts earlier in the season. I think also no one here at the 6Bs Nation thought we stood much of a chance against the Patriots and also didn't imagine we'd stand much of a chance against the Bears. Um, Still, we've shown potential, promise, and a team that's coming together, if not quite there yet. 
Our defense has always been great. It's always been a nice shining spot, uh, but our offense is starting to finally click into place as well. Uh, reading some of the post-game press conferences, it seems that Chudzinski and the rest of the team are appreciating how close we're getting to, which I believe leads well into 2014. Before we start talking about the elusive next year, though, I think it's important to stress how these games continue to make for an entertaining 2013 season. I mean, we're rooting onto our team each weekend um, this deep into December, despite no real hopes of a postseason. We'd all still watch, but we're watching and we're excited. Uh, there have been some real highlights, too, especially this weekend with Baker, who gave me a new name to cheer and clap for, and I'm excited to see him next year. Now, getting on to that elusive next year, a phrase we're all too familiar with, um, but with games like these, I feel more excited and hopeful than uh, I have in a long time for next year. Um, all that potential that I've talked about before, it's really close. We're almost at a tipping point. And with each of these near losses that we get, our draft picks continue to get better and better. Uh, and this is the real core of my silver lining, which comes from a Star Wars quote. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Now, the Browns in 2014 may not be more powerful than folks can imagine. Probably won't be more powerful than folks can imagine. But who knows? And we'll definitely be better for the better picks that we get there. But I'm not even really thinking about that yet. I'm excited for the rest of this season, excited for my remaining Sundays, and I look forward to the Sundays in the future. And what more can you really ask for from a football team? This has been Dave in my first Silver Linings Playbook. Hope you enjoyed. That was the Silver Linings That's right. We own that shit. That, that was beautiful, man. Thank you. I'm renaming it Aqua Bear Legion Playbook by Aqua Bear Legion. I just wrote a goddamn song. I can't change the words. No, not the song. The well, no, it's fine. The oh, the movie. Yeah. That movie is a piece of shit. You guys, did you see that? Moving on. What do you think? I mean, is Dave too <laughs> positive about the Browns? Is this yeah. something even Dave can't solve? Well, I think he's he's starting to venture into uh, either delusion or Alzheimer's. How old is Dave? Oh, he's younger than us. So, Alzheimer's. <laughs> Based on your understanding of things. And, yep, He's like Mark from Ork. <laughs> so, I mentioned earlier that I went to the game this weekend, and somehow I'm the only one of that group to be on this episode of 6B's <laughs> I was hoping to have some other folks. But I wanted to bring up a few things about the game, you know, my experience there. I okay. love going to Browns games. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland Browns Stadium or First Energy Playbook or whatever the hell it's called <laughs> is great. Great place. Love it. Um, and But it made me think about some things, of course. First of all, it was really cold. Just to set the scene, it was like... Eight degrees or something and snowing. It was cold. And we were uh, on bleachers as well and not really protected from the wind. So um, I went with Weeby, Michelle, and Sherry. Met Brian and Michelle there. They came in from Chicago, drove through the snowstorm, literally following it. Um, and we watched the Browns lose. 
So, I mean, that's context, too, you know. I mean, they drove six hours to watch the Browns get beat by the Bears, 38-31. They drove in a snowstorm. But um, Sherry mentioned that she loved that the Browns had a drum line, and that hadn't been brought up on this show. I think a lot of teams do now. Yeah, we were looking into it, and there's quite a few teams that do. And then, I mean, that's pretty rad, you know. And during the game, when you're there, like they're they're rocking it. Like there's you know moments that it's very appropriate to have a bunch of drums. Maybe we could get the drum line on the show. We could get the drum line on the show. Drum line, we'd love to have you on the show. Yep, it's at email us at gmail.com. Nice. Um. I wanted to bring up something, too, that I noticed, just to see what you guys thought about this. And both of you have been to games as well, professional football games. Yeah. And one thing that I know is, I mean, like, first of all, I'm going to assume I feel like I'm a non-traditional sports fan. Like, I don't feel like I'm quite the jockey, beat heady sort of type. Mm. You're, like, you're like the 45-year-old housewife in freshman comp at the community college. Essentially. <laughs> Non-trad. Yeah. Non-trad. Um, and I think you guys are too, you know? Like, we love the Cleveland Browns, and, you know, I like sports, but I'm not necessarily... I don't know. What I'm trying to say is that when I go to the games, I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of people who, other than our love for the Browns, probably share little to nothing in common. Mm. Right? I, I'm of two minds about that. Uh-huh. Because cause I, I kind of agree with you, but I also think when we say things like that, that makes us sound elitist. Mm. No, no, I don't mean that. I don't even mean that at all. I'm even talking about on pretty basic levels, like. Oh, I know. Like we we don't get down. Like none of us are like busting out some Toby Keith in the car on the way home from the game or anything. <laughs> sure. What I don't understand is how people afford to go to live sporting events often. Yeah. Well, you see, Chris, there are the people out there in the world who are not us are. Uh, what do you call it? Real adults. Mm. Yeah, they have more money than we do. Basically, okay. yeah. And that yeah. makes it even more depressing, you know, is it's like like I was in the line for the bathroom. Um, Sherry, of course, gloated the entire time that there were no lines for her bathroom because she was a lady and there were less of her, which was true. My line was full of some people that, uh, I mean, I, you know, I've lived in Athens for a while, so I've seen my share of... Uh, Folks that have had too many, but it was a parade of just sadness. Is it like the, the kind of dudes where you wouldn't even have to count to three to get them to say bro? Oh, totally. Yeah, that's what I mean, and that's what got me thinking about this. Was it was like totally stereotypical? Like I was in line, and there was this kid in front of me, and there's these two kids, and, and that's the other thing I noticed. Like I'm getting older, you know. These kids are like, I was like, I don't know if that kid's old enough to be that drunk, like at a game, you know, like someone he was like he was 16 or something, you know. Well, that's that's. Not. That's saying something for somebody that's lived in Athens as long as you Yeah. Know. Right, right. Yeah, I have no eye for how old someone should be to have beer. Was he um, old enough to be kind of drunk? Well, yeah. No. Like, he was swaying and stuff, you know, uh. like, almost falling down. And he kept kind of half looking at me, not in, like, a way that was intimidating, but in a way where I was just like, oh, no, he's going to say something, you know? And we were in line for a while. So then the guy that was with him started talking, too, and... They were just like, yeah, Brown, bro, bro, you know, they were just like, and it was like, oh, God. And at one point he was like, yeah, so, like, I live at Ohio University. I mean, like, down in Athens, you know. And I was like, oh, I live there. And he's like, cool, man. <laughs> and he's like, they were just wasted. And then at one point, like, there was these little kids that came in behind him. 
with their dad, you know, to like pee, which I have to imagine for a child has to be the most frightening experience ever. Like you go right. to that cavernous bathroom full of like fucking the drunkest dudes ever, like all Is crammed it, in a room peeing. Does first, first Energy have troughs? No, they have stalls, but they're all right next to each other. So literally, it is just like it's the wiener show, you know? So but without the troughs, it's not like the little kid has a chance of taking a, a shot of piss to the eye. <laughs> no, no, you're right. The trough does add like the urine to the face element, which is yeah. scary. But, no, you know, everyone's just cramming the room, and it is really cold outside. So the bathroom is like this hot piss sauna, you know, <laughs> with just wasted dudes. Like, this was, like, after halftime, I think, actually. You know, so people were trashed. So they, this is bef they stopped selling beer at the half, don't they? I think they might go through third quarter. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, people have been outside drinking since 9 a.m. This is, like, the drunkest they'll be, you know? And... Um, <laughs> And these kids came in in line behind us with their dad, and these dudes, like, half into a sentence with me, just, like, kind of turned to these kids and were like, oh, starting them young, man, starting them young, high fives. He started, like, putting his hand out, and the dad was just like, oh, my God, because it was, like, right as soon as they had come in the bathroom, you know, like, we hadn't gone yet. And then I was just like, oh, dear Lord, you know, and then you're, like, peeing. And while you're peeing, you're just, like, trying. Like, I had all these layers on, so that was, like, a whole ordeal, too, in itself, you know? And I'm trying to piss, and there's just insanity happening all around you. Then you can't see anybody. You're just looking forward, and you just hear, like, the craziest shit. And then you have to exit out, like, another entrance, and also a place where, like, the drunk people form some sort of terrible white, upper middle class wasted soul train party line <laughs> that like, go through and I'm that just was like, like uh, the Elton John show I went to the what? <laughs> that was exactly the Elton John show the Elton John show is like that yeah. middle it's class terrible. white soul train <laughs> white soul train <laughs> So I think you've just crazy. turned off our entire listening audience to ever going to live sporting events or Elton John concerts. That's fine. Well, I mean, the bathroom sucks, dude. I mean, you get that many people anywhere. Yeah. Well, Were there that I, many people there? It looked pretty empty on the television. Mm, there was a deep, more than I thought, um, and there was actually, but there wasn't a lot, and it was also, there was a ton in our section, because, like, I bought tickets right a couple days before, and they were like fifteen bucks, and there was like nine dollar, ten dollar seats, like all over the place. And I think a lot of people bought tickets at the end, you know. Um, it was freezing. I, I I want to talk about this fandom thing a little bit more. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to get off topic there. Oh no, you're fine. Uh, I mean, we're not traditional Browns fans by any stretch of the imagination, like. And it's not even saying anything elitist, like oh, we're smarter or better than. No, it has nothing to do these. with. That drunken weirdos, because there are drunken weirdos everywhere that were smarter right. and better than. They don't have to be sports fans for us to be. We're drunken weirdos. <laughs> hey, hey I'm just a weirdo. Fair <laughs> point. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, cop to something right now. 6B1P America. <laughs> I, I love the Cleveland Browns. Do not get me wrong. Man, stretch of the imagination. I've been a Browns fan since as long as I can remember. Like I was born in 1980. I mean, I wrote a paper about Brian Brennan in, like, the fourth grade. That's the kind of Browns fan I've been for how long. But my, my, my real love is baseball, and I think there are more 
baseball fans of the sort that we are to the Browns than there are in football, if that makes any sense. I was talking about that, too, because I was talking about this with Sherry on the way home, this whole idea. And what I, I guess what I mean, too, is more that, like, a lot of people now at this point, because I talk about it a lot and I'm proud of it and it's something that I'm interested in, it's a hobby of mine, but a lot of people do know that I'm a Browns fan now that yeah. I, you know, meet in my daily life, but I don't think it's something that you would think right away. Like, it's sort of something that most people find amusing when they find out, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and that's just kind of what I mean. Whereas, like, these other guys that I was in line with were exactly what I think people think sports fans are like, and it's what I think intellectuals think sports fans are like. Well, guys, as an intellectual, as an intellectual, I can say that that is 100% correct. Six Bs and a P intellectual correspondent speaking for the smarter class. For the intelligentsia. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's just something I noticed, yeah. I don't know, they definitely seemed like frat boy types from the suburbs, is what I'm saying. I get it. Not an elitist thing. They think they're better than me. I'm sure they make a oh, lot no, of Oh, no, I know. I know. It's, <laughs> I was just, I was cracking wide as you guys. But it's true. I don't want to come off that way, you know? I mean, no, not at all. If and, I was I mean, really an intellectual, my logical intellectual brain would tell me not to be a Browns fan, probably. <laughs> so there you have Do you think it's, it's, it's the aggressiveness of football that brings it out? Well, that's what I was going to say is we when you mentioned the baseball thing, is when me and Sherry were talking about it. You know, one of the things that got brought up was that you don't see that, even though most of those types of folks may be predominantly sports fans, you don't see that type of behavior. Um, And it's behavior. I mean, people are, like, wasted, man. Like, you know what I mean? And I know it was last home game of the year and it was cold as shit, but, like, and hope is gone. I get it, you know? Um, I had to drive back to Athens, or I would have been like, like right along with them, screaming, over and everybody. It's like three hours of aggression let out. Come on, it, dude. Starting them young, but, starting them young. Yeah, throwing biscuits and shit, trying to catch T-shirts from Chomp's T-shirt cannon. I'd be like, all over the place. But, um, you know, we were talking about how, like, when you go to, like, for me, go to a Cavs game or an Indians game or something, like, you don't see that type of atmosphere, and I understand, like, those are inside, you know, not always, I guess, baseball is not, but you just don't see, like, people that drunk, you don't see people yelling at kids, or, like, like, <laughs> I walked by, <laughs> I walked by this dude, he wasn't yelling at a kid, but I walked by a dude who was a Bears fan, there was Bears fans everywhere, um, and we'll talk about why later on, um, or at least why I was told, but I walked by this Bears fan, like, standing in line for the escalator to go up to the upper level. And I was going to the line as well. And I walked by him and he was just had his hand out and he was like trying to get high fives from everyone. And he was just screaming like, fuck you, bro. Fuck you, bro. Like, like at people, <laughs> like everybody, dude, you know what I mean? Again, like just everybody. You're like, again no one's doing that at the show. Indians game. Right. Is there someone at the Reds game? Like just saying like, fuck you, Reds. Fuck you, no. Pirates. Like screaming at people. I mean, I honestly think it might just be, like, because a football game, there's, you know, 80 a year for each home team, and you're going to go, you're going to watch a bunch of goddamn giants hit each other as hard as they can, and you're going to get drunk doing it, and it's going to bring out a certain, uh, I don't know, a certain masculinity maybe, or just right. it's going to ramp the testosterone up, and then you're going to end up yelling at kids in a urinal. <laughs> That's what it seems like. But, 
Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, and also, too, and I noticed this when me and Brian, me and Brian went last year to the Redskins game, go back into the 6Bs in a P archive to hear our hilarious recap on the drive home. Um, and we were in the same section, like this upper dog pound in the bleachers. And they're the cheap seats. You know, they're like 35 bucks a game if you bought them ticket, like, price. And they're super cheap online. And it brings out, I think, also with that, like a certain clientele, the certain, like, last minute, how drunk can I get before the game clientele. Like a lot of Bears fans, I mentioned, and that was terrible. At one point when the Browns started losing, all of a sudden I realized it was, like, us and 30 Bears fans in our section, mm. which was not cool. Like, yeah, I, I went to that Browns-Vikings game earlier this year. Instead of, like, starting drinking at 8 in the morning, uh, Haley and I went to a diner and ate, like, local grass-fed beef and ate way too much food and then just sat there all tired and happy instead of drinking and yelling. That's I don't really have... I was... I guess, I we were, everything was so cold that my I couldn't even focus on anything else but the game. So cold. That's, how cold was it? So very cold. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> I laughed. That's good. Um, um, you're the best. Hey, thanks. So Welcome. I also wanted to mention, though, that I still had a bunch of fun, even though the Browns are terrible. I do love going to those games. And maybe it is also because I don't live there, you know? Like, it, it just is fun to go. And I also wasn't expecting them to win, I guess. They did score 31 points, but that just felt like... Which you think would be enough. Yeah, one would hope. Yeah, for as good as the defense is, like every by every measure, they are a good defense, except points allowed. Because you go through the games, they've given up, you know, the first couple of weeks weren't bad, then it's 30, 31, oh, God, 31, 17, 37, I'm sorry, 24, 31, 31, 23, uh, 41, 27, 32, 27, 38. Those That's too many are, points. That is too many That is a lot of points. Yeah. Well, and that's what I kind of segues into our next topic here before the break is that I just kind of put here, you know, they were talking about this on the post-game show on the way home. We were listening to it on the radio. And it says here that every year is the same thing. It's all about rebuilding. You know, they were talking about this after the game on the radio that each year it's like, as a Browns fan at this point, you have to be like, okay, draft. Let's talk about the draft. And that's our playoffs. And, like, that's terrible. And I just wanted to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, what is that? Like, how many different people? I was telling, I was talking about this in the car. I have had so many different dudes over the years tell me, as like <laughs> owners are running the Browns, next year, man, it's going to be great. We're going to build through the draft. We're going to science create. We're going to succeed. We're going to turn around the culture. Like, think about how many different people have told you that in the last 15 years. All the people? All of them. I want to and hear more about all the dudes you've had over the years. All the dudes I've had over the years. That's another podcast, That's, also titled uh, Six Bs and a P. <laughs> I'll tell you what the P is. Oh. It's, it's actually, that wouldn't be right. No? It would be six P and one B, actually. <laughs> Sorry, I read that Um, What do you guys think about that? Is that even something we need to talk about? I was too busy snickering at what I thought you were going to say. All right, forget it. I don't even want to talk about it. This whole thing's about that, anyway, I guess, right? Yeah, we suck. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, you're um, right. It's like, what do we have to look forward to most of the time is we might have a better draft pick that's not going to plan out. Yeah, right. pretty much. Or one that does and then they'll leave. Right. <laughs> um, or one that would have been successful had they gone anywhere else. Sounds about right. Yep. Well, the thing and that I most... The thing that I'm actually most disappointed about this week, because I'm trying not to be too disappointed by the Browns, because, you know, what's the point, is that Brian Weeby wasn't able to join us. You know, I'm sure you would have had some fun stuff to add yeah. uh, to his stadium visit. Me and him snuck down into some closer seats and watched Josh Gordon score that touchdown. Nice. cool. Um, but Brian could not be with us on the show this week. He's catching up on some work. And what bums me out is in the outline it says here, 6B1P fashion correspondent Brian Weeby. For anyone out there, the segment Brian was talking about doing, I think he's just going to talk about fashion. He's going to talk about the Browns game particularly, which is always a great fashion situation, I think. Uh, So we'll have to have him on to do that in the future. But we are going to send it off to Mr. Brian Weeby right now, who's with us via satellite from the Windy City with this week's Broken Bandwagon. Six B's in a P, AquabearLegion.com. Hello. I'm, I'm uh, doing the fashion talk for you today. The Browns are very fashion forward because they're always looking towards next season. Always looking forward to next season. Do you get it? There's a there's a limited amount of things you can do with the professional sports team fashion because the colors are set in stone and you know you get brown and orange you're gonna wear brown and orange for a long time. So I prefer brown with orange, orange on brown, as opposed to brown on orange. I think something about the brown and orange makes me think about hunting deer. Like, don't shoot me. I'm a deer. I've noticed the Browns, uh, the real commitment of the Browns is a winter coat. And, uh, that, that means you've spent a lot of money to show you like the Browns. But, uh, but the coats are usually pretty ugly, There's a, especially the leather. I think maybe with the Browns color scheme, you need to go brown on brown, just to eliminate the orange entirely. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're doing the uniform redesign, and I was thinking maybe just do brown on brown. You know, maybe maybe a suede number. And a jersey material brown, and then when you when you put on, I, I was thinking maybe for the away jerseys it could be uh, sort of a brown camouflage on a Carhartt or coveralls. Um, Rob Chudzinski, he, you look like an eggplant wrapped in dumpling material. You got a pierogi face. That is not a compliment. Brown swag should be very cheap this time of year. Keep a lookout. 
I saw some nice things at the fan store. Thought they'd be giving away some jerseys. Thought I'd get a Richardson or maybe a Whedon. Because I am not paying for those. But I would wear them. I also notice the Browns fans are very, they're very DIY. They make some uh, alterations. They, they, they make the name say we suck on the back. They turned Richardson into hard on. That's that's funny. Hey, somebody, some clever guy just chased weed into weed. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I like the I like it. it's like pretty in pink. You take it, you take fashion in your own hands. You make something new with it. You do it yourself. I personally made a Browns outfit out of out of spackle. I uh, I had an old Carhartt. I, it was covered in blood, made it a little darker brown, and then I spackled some numbers on it. Said, hey quarterback, that's what I call myself when I wear my homemade Browns jersey, which is not technically a jersey. It's a Carhartt. A spackle on it. But that's your fashion update. All right, everybody. We're back with six B's and a P. That was Brian Weavy with the Broken Bandwagon. And here's your host, Brian Costco. Thank you very much, Chris Pullen. Thank you very much, studio audience. Oh, wait, no, forget it. There, that's just Bernie. He's outside peeing in the snow. You know who's not here is Ian Wolf, who we've been told, uh, we just got word that he will rejoin us after getting, quote, some booze, end and, quote. And aggressively drunk. Yeah, he, Ian's worried, while he's not here, I want to bring up America, that he's worried he's becoming one of them. <laughs> A really aggressive, drunk, meathead football fan. Only time will tell if he's right, I guess. I All our um, are made of meat. <laughs> what else do we have to talk about? Running backs. We are going to talk about running backs. Oh, before that, I was going to bring up that our fantasy league is having its championship this coming weekend. I am in it. Very excited about that. First time ever. Thank you. First time ever in the championship game. Um, I'm playing Michelle Naw, uh, also known as an enemy of this show for this week, at least. What? Oh, well, she's okay. a friend the rest of the time, but you okay. know. Sure. Hey, bro, bro, you guys talking football, bro? Ian, 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 Ian. Bro, bro, you talking Ian. football? Is that Ian? Yo, what's up? This is Ian. Oh, no. I sound different. Because football, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yo, it's not to know. You guys will talk about make the tackle. Punch. I think, I think he has uh, consumed Fo- the exact amount of alcohol to turn into, uh, I don't know. Yo, that's a bullshit you. call, you son of a bitch. That's fucking There's bullshit. There's no call. There's no call. That's a bullshit call, ref. I guess you kind of made a call, didn't you, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Bullshit, man. It was apparently bullshit. Put a skirt on him. That's bullshit. Who? The guy. Football. Put the a skirt, skirt on him? Yeah, I don't know. I'm so, so sorry. Oh. I don't Hello? know what came over me. You feeling better now? That was terrible. I just... Yeah, I watched... Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay, we're going to talk about running backs. No, I wanted to finish talking about fantasy. I'm all disappointed. Oh, what are you talking about? 
Fantasy football. Hmm. I'm real good at that. No, you weren't. You weren't good. No, not at all. But Michelle won her game to get into the championship because she had Justin Tucker of the Baltimore Ravens. And he had a really good football game Monday night. Yeah. Kicked six field goals, all of Baltimore's 18 points, including the 61-yard game winner. Damn. That's some Phil Dawson shit. That's I'll tell you what, it's goal. not. That what? is not some Billy Cundiff shit. <laughs> no, that's definitely not. Billy <laughs> Cundiff has had ample opportunities to be the only person who scores points in a Browns game. <laughs> uh, um, let's talk about running backs. Let's. I. Uh, we had a guy today. What was his name? Who's the guy from this week? Edwin Bartle. Bartleby uh, Jones. Bartles and James. Bartles and James <laughs> at running back. I believe he scored a touchdown. Fozzie Whitaker's still in the mix. Chris Obanaya, Willis McGahee. In other words, nothing. Pretty Neil? much. I mean, Obanaya's all right, but he should not be the guy. No. Everyone else is bad. Yes. Jury's still out on this Baker guy, you think? Or? No. <laughs> I'm just trying to, maybe, you know, I listened to that Silver Linings playbook, some of Dave, kind of just, you know, I felt like it. Do you guys you know, know that, that, that theme song for Silver Linings playbook? Whoever did that, that was beautiful. It was. It was you, dude. It was me. You guys, that's fishing <laughs> for compliments. Yeah, it's a good job. Thanks. I would have, you know, done a little differently. But... Uh, come again? Nothing. Great job. Okay. Come the first time? Oh, I already did that. So we need a running back, probably, correct? And we did the QB QB uh, watch last week. Do we have a theme song for the running back watch future thingy? Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, you guys talk about some for one second. Okay. I sure do wish we had a... Uh... Theme song. Running back theme song. Well, Chris Poland, you're in luck because we have just that very thing right now. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Running back. Sweet. Is that it? Is there more? Good job. That's all I need to do. Army. I feel like Brian would oh, do it if he was here. I do want some Arby's. <laughs> yeah, probably. Did you five know that the five ninety-five roast beef? Did you know? Like that's why they call it Arby's. R-B. <laughs> I thought it was stood for really badass food. <laughs> wow. Um, so what, what, what you said made sense too. No. <laughs> really badass food. Why isn't there an F? No wonder you couldn't guess the initials of this show. It's it's a it's a, it's hyphenated. <laughs> they combinate. <laughs> the combination of letters in an acronym is confusing to you. Right? You know. Yeah, basically. You have like I mean you have a rough idea of how it works. I you, you could say I get the gist of it. Okay. What's YMCA stand for? Uh you may consider alternative lifestyles. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Very good. a few That's to choose Um so we probably need a running back, and we decided that we're not going to talk too much about the ones in the draft because, I mean, like, whatever, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah well, you know what? Right? Like, we drafted fucking Trent Richardson. He sucks. Yep. Um, He's so good at we, yeah. doing it on videotape. That's true. So here's some free agent running backs for next year. Not that exciting, really, but some of the ones that well, I think – Well, go on. 
I, here's a fun idea. Let's go down the list that you uh, sent us from the top and see how far down we have to go until we get to somebody that we wouldn't rather have than what we already have. <laughs> All right, let's do it quickly. Go. All right. This is good. I like it. Maurice Jones-Drew. Definitely. I'd love I that. I want him. Yeah. Darren McFadden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he John, gets hurt a lot, but yeah. John Kuhn? Kuhn? I'm not sure. I don't know who that guy is, but he plays for the Packers. He made $2.5 million last year. He's probably okay at football. Right. Yeah. Richard Richard Mendenhall. Sure. I mean, he has a 9-11 truther, I think. Uh, oh, him and Dante Stallworth should uh, start a podcast on the Aqua Bear Legion. No? Yeah. I Donald, don't <laughs> Donald Brown. Who's that? I don't know who that is. All right. Well, here's we're we're being exposed for our limited football knowledge now. Yeah. I'm, oh no, I'm he's going, the guy that Trent Richardson took his job and then he took it back. Yeah, so he's better than Trent Richardson. So yes. yeah, sure, I'll take him. Andre Brown. Sounds good. Is that Donald's brother? Probably. That's. A, right. I mean, I'm not going to say that. Ahmad Rashad. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have Ahmad Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He is. Uh, what about uh, his brother, Greg Gumbel? <laughs> How about his wife, Claire Huxtable? Claire Huxtable would be great. She is his wife. She is. Can, can you, I have a quick question. Can you yes. have names? Yeah, I'm all over this. Uh, Greg Jones. Who the hell? I think now I don't know who these people are at all. Yeah, he plays Toby Gerhardt. Is, wasn't he? He's that little actor that played... Uh, uh, oh, no, no, no. Truman Capote. In, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in The Hobbit. He played Truman Capote in The Hobbit. What about Peyton Hillis? He's down on the list. Yeah, what? you know what? Why not? Ben Tate. I do like him. He's pretty sweet. LeGarrette Blount. At least yeah, but is he golden? Punching people. Oh. Yeah, LeGarrette Blount would be a good one. Uh, so Chris, anyway, you know, Chris Gronkowski? Yeah, I mean... Any, I mean, that's the thing. Rashard Jennings is having a great year, too. Mm-hmm. And his brother, Ahmad Rashad, out in uh, Oakland. And their other brother, Greg Gumbel. <laughs> and the other brother, Daryl. Yep. This is my other brother, Daryl. Um, yeah, but you're right, Ian. You bring up a valid point. I think what you're trying to say is that, like, we don't really have anything right now. Yeah, we they somehow... Willis McGahee is making almost a million dollars this year to take That's one step and fall nuts. the fuck down. I need stats. you got to get on something. we got a project. What's that? I need to know how many yards Willis McGahee has because we're going to figure out how much we're paying for each of those yards. Mm, so this, like is, this is a math project, friend. Yeah, we'll come back next week. Uh, I can have it in like two seconds. No way. Who are you, some sort of math magician? <laughs> am, I, am I a math magician? The answer, friend, is yes. Why are you saying Why are you saying friend so much? Did you refer to Scientology over the break? I just I just thought we were at that point in our relationship. Okay, friend. Yeah. Um, I like so it better than being aggressively drunk. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Uncomfortably, uncomfortably agreeable. Yeah. I, if I could, I'd be giving you guys hugs, but you're way across the room. So Willis McGahee is getting paid. He has rushed this season for 377 yards, which, if he does not play another game, would mean that for every yard, for every half a length of his body that he fell forward, he was getting $2,493. That's crazy to me. That's upsetting. Uh, I, I could be bad at football for like half that. Yeah. 
That's a lot of yards. Do you think you could get that many yards? In a row? I mean, not in a row. He doesn't get them all in a row. In fact, he gets That's a very true. short inker. Mm-hmm. How many rushes he had on those 377? It has taken him 138 tries at an average of 3 points. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I overstated it. 2.7 yards per carry. Ooh, that is sub-Richardsonian. That is sub-Richardsonian. Yeah, so the Browns need to do something with running back, either through the draft or free agency. Let's hope it's something. You don't think it's this guy, though, the guy that scored the touchdown? What's his name? Uh, Edward Snowden. Edward Edward Snowden. Mm -hmm. Cynthia Manning. Um, Steelers check-in. Do we have any music for that? No, they don't deserve that. Okay. Right? Uh, they did. They did something. They played a football yeah. game. They beat Bengals Sunday night. They fractured some guy's jaw. Ooh. Oh um, boy! And they are. Um, yeah, I hate them. Whatever. Yep. Ian, what can the Steelers do? They can eat our butts and suck the dicks. Okay, that's. Um. We. Have, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think that's a little much. Okay, just the butts. Yeah, they can eat our butts. They can leave our wieners out of their mouths. America's hard to get that wiener in with all those butts in there. That's true. That's true. I I didn't consider that. Um, Next up, I wanted to talk about a letter that a friend of mine sent to the Browns recently. A friend of ours. A friend of, yeah. Uncle Fun. Friend of the family. Friend of the family here at 68. Uncle Fun, you will know him as Browns fan about Athens. Um, used to have a little Browns blog some years back. We were going to do a segment on the show where we read the Browns blog that he would write years and years ago and just change the names out to what they were now to see if it still worked. Let's, uh, let's do that next episode. We'll do that next episode. But for now, we have a letter from Uncle Fun. And he's, a, I believe, a PSL holder, a season ticket holder, uh, for the Browns' personal seat license, um, which they sold when they came back, you know, of course, to First Energy Stadium, Cleveland Browns Stadium. Um, and he got sent a survey, um, which we'll send out a link to if we can do that from our Facebook and Twitter. And instead of filling out the it's, survey... Oh, go on. So, somebody's dying somewhere in the background. Oh, Where no. She's fine. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm good with that, right? Yep, I'm great with that. Okay. Um, and Uncle Fun, instead of filling out the survey, sent the Browns a letter back. And I asked him if I could share it, and of course he was obliged to do so. So here it is. And it starts off with important, I should mention here, no salutation. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Your survey is too long and bored me, and why bother? You're not going to put a decent product on the field anyway. I've had PSL since 2001 and season tickets since 2000. I think 13 freaking years should be enough to get an established, even half-decent team on the field. Now I just pray you get good enough so that I can sell my PSLs for about what I have in them. But you're so freaking bad year after year that it's a ransom on the tickets, not a license. Have you noticed there's no waiting list anymore to come and get felt up by the TSA of football? What a freaking joke. I have two PSLs, and you send me one Ziploc bag to put all my game day items in. Cheap bastards can't even send out a baggie per seat. 
So don't fucking bug me about making you feel better about half-assing your job. You'd be surprised how much horse shit we'd be willing to put up with if you could just somehow manage to put something passable as a professional football team on the damn field. Try that, and then I'll fill out a survey making you feel better about your damn selves. Merry fucking Christmas, Todd. Um, that's pretty good. That is good. Are we slow? Oh. Thanks, Here's Fun. my question. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Uncle Fun. I, I mean, he was making some pretty strong points in the first paragraph, but he was using freaking. And then it went to fucking. Yeah, then it went to fucking. Do you think he just decided he needed to ratchet it up to drive the point home? Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who sneezed? Is that Chris? It was one of my guests. Crazy. Wait, Bless so we guest. guest. Wait, whoa, 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 I have guests. Yeah. But then Chris also has separate guests. I do. And That's I have... Do you have anything? I have, a, I have a guest running around my house somewhere. That's not nice to call Haley that. Uh, you, well... I'm a Haley Hanson. <laughs> I'd ask um, her on, but she does not want to do that. Well, thanks, Uncle Fun. Did you have a question, Ian? No, I addressed it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Lucy Memorial trivia question. Cue the music. Lucy, All right, this week's Lucy Memorial trivia question is Ian and Chris. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mentioned earlier, okay, that I saw a lot of Bears fans at the stadium. And I was talking to Brian about this since he lives in Chicago and overheard some other Bears fans, and they were saying that Bears fans go to other games way more often than other teams, I guess, because Soldier Field is so small that tickets are kind of expensive. Okay, you know, so they go to Detroit or Cleveland, you know, wherever is relatively close because it ends up being cheaper to go to a hotel for a night and buy some cheap tickets. Okay. Okay. So it got me thinking. How small is Soldier Field? Well, it turns out it's the second smallest football stadium at around 65,000 or so, depending on how much you expand it. And I wanted you guys to take a guess at what football team has the smallest capacity football stadium. Capacity. What team? Green Bay. You have a guess at roundabout at the number... That would be the capacity? Uh, 58,000. All right. Chris, do you have a guess? I'm going to go with the other bay, that being Tampa, with uh, 58,001. Ooh, closest without going over. Um, (laughs) You're both incorrect. The smallest is the Oakland Raiders Stadium. Mm. O.co. That's correct. O.co which for football has a capacity of 53,200, though it is expandable to 64,200. The 53,000 number is the one given for capacity, and so that's a few thousand smaller than Soldier Field, which I think was... How did they expand it? Where did those extra seats come from? They put them in, like, the back of the... I mean, they're not in the end zone, but they put them on, like, the sides. Like, they go somehow. Hmm. Yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is this week's Lucy Memorial Trivia question. And you know what that means coming up next. What's that mean? It means it's time for the Tweets of the Week. 
the tweet of the week. <laughs> and that also means it's time for the Bernie tweet of the week, too, which means it's time for someone to get Bernie. Chris, you weren't here last week. You can do it. No. Do I have to? Yes. All right. <laughs> there he is. No. Bernie. What? What's up, man? Why did you wake me up, man? I was sleeping. It's time for the Bernie Tweet of the Week. What, who? Your Twitter, Bernie. We uh, Every week here at Six Bs and a P, we get you from the parking lot and have you read our favorite tweet from the week. I don't know what you're talking about. I okay. have another question, a follow-up question. I know okay. I didn't ask a first question. Go ahead. But this is, this is my follow-up. Who are you? I'm Brian Costco, the host of the show, Bernie. We've met several times. I usually ask you to... Great question, Bernie. It's a good question. But I, oh, I, got, I, I, I got another follow-up question. Yes. Who's this other guy? That's me, Chris Poland. Chris Poland, Bernie. You've yeah, met him before, too. Uh, it kind of made me think, though, about who I really am, and that's a frightening question. When Bernie ponder. talks, it's deep. Yeah, you listen. That's for goddamn certain. Yeah. Who's this other? Who's right, that guy? Whoa, whoa, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Why is he looking at me? Why is he looking at me? All right, Bert, Bernie. I, yeah. Ian. What? Introduce yourself to Bernie. I, Bernie. Who are you? I'm Ian. I'm a, I, can, I, can I tell him I'm a co-host? No. What, what can I tell him? <laughs> but you're, you're not. not. <laughs> you're a guest. Chris Poland established this early. Well, actually, I established that I was a guest. Uh, Ian claimed to be co-host, so I think I think he should. Okay, right. uh, tell him you're a co-host. Tell him you're the co-host. Okay, okay, uh, Mr. Kozar, I'm the co-host of this podcast. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Then why right. did Bernie, you ask, Bernie? Wait, 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 Bernie, wait, 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 wait. Bernie, Bernie. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that piece of paper in front of you there. Real quick. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Ber- <laughs> All right, Bernie, just read the fucking paper. <laughs> okay. I saw Coach Mark T last night. Unfortunately for us Browns fans, I think <laughs> the Bears are ready to play today. Oh, that's good there. That's good, uh, Bernie, being positive about our chances. Yeah. Hey, Bernie, can I ask a can I ask you a question about capitalization? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. You when it should me. be used? Ask me a question. All right, um, in English, uh, when do you capitalize words? I've uh, I've never been in England. Okay. Wait, like, but I imagine you, valid point. you capitalize every word until you get to the fourth word, and then you skip that one, <laughs> and then you, you capitalize the next two, and then you, you skip the one after that, and then you capitalize two more, don't capitalize the next one, but then you capitalize the next one, but not the one after that. The next three, however, are capitalizable. The next two, though, 
Lowercase. Okay, Bernie, 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 Bernie. You have another tweet there which also uses some interesting capitalization. And unfortunately, our radio audience can't see the picture, but I'll try to. Of course, you, I just, it, you put it I just told him. I told him how to capitalize. Bernie, Bernie. Bernie, you posted the sideways picture again, too. Masters of English from Miami <laughs> University. Read, that other, read the other tweet for us. Getting ready, steakhouse opening, brock and meat, eating the Bernie hamburger. Oh, the Bernie hamburger. I wasn't done. Go ahead, sir. Pick.twitter.com slash. Okay, don't know. We're not going to have you read that. That's a picture. And it's a picture right. of Bernie and whoever Brock is, and they got a Bernie hamburger. Is it Brock Ledger? Brock Brock, I, yeah, I just met the guy for the first time. He told me that this hamburger is named after me. And I said, that's dumb. You're dumb, Brock. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Bernie? Uh, did he? Did you get the burger for free since it was named after you? Well, he wanted me to pay. <laughs> but I left. <laughs> Good call, Mr. Bernie Kosar, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, sir. Get out of here. Well, I'm not done. Oh. I got one more. No, 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 no. We're gonna, it's time uh, to go, Bernie. All these people on Twitter asking me, where the steakhouse, Bernie? Bernie, where's the steakhouse? Where is it? Michael McGovern, Andy Hibley, Sherry D'Alessio, Tim, Laura, Basham, Evan C. Town, Brian Angelo, Marie. Who are these people? What are you? They are asking me on the Twitter, where is the steakhouse, Bernie? Bernie, where yeah. is the steakhouse, Bernie? I don't. Where is it, Bernie? There. I do. Oh, not that's the honest truth from Bernie, ladies and gentlemen. We have a few more tweets <laughs> of the week, non Bernie related. I, I need help. Bernie, get that Bernie, get the hell out of here, please. Whoa, wait, that was that was important. He just admitted that he needed help. That was wait. That was oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. Were you paying attention to our guest? No, he's out in the parking lot crying. Oh, and I think Bernie, he's also Bernie. wetting himself. Uh, I don't you. He's not gonna Bernie. No, it's okay, Bernie. <laughs> he is peeing himself. Though. <laughs> no, Bernie, Bernie, don't cry. <laughs> Let's sing this song. Will that make you feel better? Yeah. Bernie, Bernie. Oh, no, no, that's all. Not that song, that's all. Not that song. Which one? It's the tweet. Yeah. A champagne supernova. Champagne supernova. Bernie, Bernie. I got to go. All right, thanks, Bernie. We have some more tweets of the week here, though I don't know if I can follow that. I know. I think we need to deal with this situation before the season ends. Okay, cliffhanger? Is that what you mean? It's going to resolve itself? The plot? Uh, uh, I think, you know, if we want people to listen to season three. Yeah, we'll have to do something about Bernie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a couple other tweets of the week, though they're not quite as good as Bernie's. One from Tank Carter, at Tank Carter, and don't be confused, that's spelled with a D, not a T, like how you would spell Carter. <laughs> um, Tank Carter says... I wanted to marry my dreams, so I cheated on fear and broke up with doubt. What the <laughs> fuck is he talking about? That's like Christian bookstore shit. Yeah, that is just insanity. I'm pretty sure I once read that on a calendar. 
Yeah, that's right where it's wrong. Uh, another one here from Jason Pinkston, at Jason Pinkston OL. That's not, not LOL. It's something else. Um, Jason Pinkston, on the other end of the deep spectrum, I guess, you know, make a joke out of that. Um, <laughs> Brian Weeby's editing the document. Is he? That's curious. Isn't that weird? Uh-huh. Um... Is it not too late to have him on? We can have him on. All right. Send him an invite. For like the last two minutes of the show? Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he has something to plug. Maybe. Um, so, Jason at Jason Binks and Noel says, Qdoba run dot dot. That's the first time I actually spelled that correct. And I checked to see how that was pronounced, and it really literally is Qdoba, and it's spelled Q-D-O-B-A, which doesn't seem that complicated. That, it's true. <laughs> it is true that there's a Qdoba in St. Cloud, but Jason Pinkston, you're incorrect. There's it an apostrophe. Is, there is an apostrophe. Q-apostrophe oh! Doba. Jason Pinkston, get at us. I thought he just didn't know how to spell run. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good, too. Well, I think we can all agree he doesn't know how to spell block. <laughs> um, so next <laughs> next week, Browns versus Jets. The Meadowlands, New Jersey. What do we think? Jets are pretty terrible, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but... They're going to lose. Reds, Browns are going to lose. <laughs> Reds, Reds are going to lose. All right, Reds are going to lose. Um... And oh, Steelers, of course. Oh, to end the year. Steelers to end the year. Um, I have a few programming notes. Next week's episode, the post-Post Jets one. Um, I think I'm going to try to get it up Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> quick one. Chris Poland Eve. Yeah. Chris Poland hey. Eve. December 23rd. So that'll hopefully be up a little earlier. If for some reason it's not, it's because it's the holidays. Leave me alone. I'll put it up after Christmas. And then after... Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, America. After, <laughs> get away with it. All my teams is making this long. Um, there's only one of them that makes it this long, brother. Um, so, and then after that is going to be a really exciting episode we're going to record. All of you guys are going to be in Athens. Yes, sir. Why, why are we all going to be there? Oh, good point. You're all going to be there because of the Aqua Bear Christmas... Super spectacular holiday show at the Union Yay. Friday, December 27th, featuring your band, Ian, your old band, Men of Gentle Birth, Reunited. Wait, 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 wait. Men of, Gentle, Re- Men of Gentle Rebirth. Men of oh. Gentle Rebirth. Nice. Huh? Men of yep. Gentle Rebirth. And my band, Unmonumental. Hey! Hey! And Chris Poland's band, Weed Ghost. Oh! And Zach Fuller's band, Weird Science. Zach broke my face. Yeah, and it's Friday, December 27th at the Union in Athens, Ohio. Four bucks, all the proceeds go to the Aqua Bear Legion County Fair next year to make it free and still pay Also, we have a brand new t-shirt the Aqua Bear Legion does that will be available at that show designed by Chris Monday, and it is super awesome. Mm -hmm. That's That's exciting. He's a great artist. For Christmas. It's for Christmas. The reason for the season. It's uh, the birth of, of the Aqua Bear. So speaking, speaking of reasons for seasons, I will plug our iTunes because we're on iTunes now. Yay! Hey, finally, you can find six bees and a pee on iTunes. Ian, how can they do that? 
they can go on iTunes and find Six Bees and a Pea. Hey, all right. There it is. <laughs> and, of course, you can also always find us on Stitcher. Uh-huh. You just search Six Bees and a Pea or Cleveland Browns or Ian. Yeah, whatever. Ian Jacob Wolf is the best. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at 6B1P. That's at the number six, letter B, number one, letter P. You can find us on Facebook by searching Six Bees and a P. I want to thank Ian Wolf and Chris Poland for being with me this week. Bro. You're very welcome. <laughs> you guys have anything you want to add before we sign off? Uh, come watch the game with us. Where are we watching it, Tony's? We'll probably go to Tony's, yeah. Uh, December 29th in Athens, Yeah, Ohio. 1 o'clock. Let's drink mm-hmm. too much and then walk home. And then record a goddamn podcast. Yeah. I, I can drive, guys. Yay! <laughs> It'll probably be cold. Though it is supposed to be like 65 degrees here Saturday or Sunday. That, I, you know, I saw I'm landing in Ohio on Monday the 23rd. The forecasted high is like 35. And that's going to be the best thing in the world. All right. I'm so excited. All right, so that'll be cool. Yeah, come watch the game with us at Tony's on the 29th. We'll see you back next week, though, before the holidays to talk about the Browns probably losing to the Jets and try to find some other things to talk about. Thanks for listening, as always. Signing off, I'm your host, Brian Costco, 6Bs and a P. AquaBrillion.com. Go Browns! Go Browns! Burnay, burnay! Somebody, somebody help me.